Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? This is Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. Right now I'm talking with a dude who is like uh, is definitely a personification of death metal here in the Northwest uh drawn and quartered is his band her burke the bassist vocalist for this band they just released well this year i feel like time is very strange right now 2021 this year they released their eighth full-length album congregation pestilence it's available now they're confirmed for northwest terror fest 2022 so a lot of really cool things going how are you doing tonight man pretty good how about you not bad. Doing pretty good. Uh, what do you What are you sipping on there? Was that some wine or a beer? No, this is a, this is a very tasty beer. It's uh, actually from Fremont Brewing. Cool goblet here going on. It's their Dark Star, their Imperial Oatmeal Stout. It's eight percent. Wow, just nice. Right yeah. on, man. Well, uh, okay. So I was going to ask: Are are you? Uh, do you live in Seattle? Do you live in Tacoma these days, or yeah. Seattle? Yeah, still live in Seattle. Um, all of us live in town or close-ish mm-hmm. still. So everyone else lives pretty much on the outskirts. I live closer to I live more in the main city. Um, so I was I was I talked with Kelly last year, and um that was before the album, before you guys recorded the album, I believe. Um, and uh I, I was curious about this uh this new album, Congregation Pestilence. Was this an album that was 100 percent like a pandemic project? Did you guys write and record it during the pandemic or was it worked on beforehand and whatnot? Uh, it was actually, uh, in, in progress a lot, uh, a long time before the pandemic. Um, it's, uh, actually kind of a mixture of some songs, some of which are somewhat old and the rest of which are somewhat older. Um, it, uh, began as what we, um, presumed envision to probably be a, like a split recording um of four newly written songs um composed probably what three years ago maybe um and uh started working on them they kind of went in fits and starts for a couple reasons the split thing kind of came and went um mm-hmm. Long story short, we got to the point finally of getting um, the songs completed, getting them recorded more, re- um, you know, a little more recently, mm-hmm. and um, then also decided um, 
to make a just make a full length out of it um recorded also uh five songs that we'd um had on the proliferation of disease demo mm-hmm. a few years back 16 or something like that um songs that we'd had in the live set from time to time um so we knew them well we were able to you know didn't require a lot of extra preparation yeah other than the extra recording time and so it was you know kind of started you know two three years ago um and then was basically completed during the pandemic you know was recorded during the pandemic um I uh, I wrote the lyrics for the title track entirely within the pandemic, but that's actually the only one. Um, there's a couple of other uh, kind of plague themed songs on the record. Yeah. That were, uh, but those were actually written or at least started well beforehand, but that's also been a theme that we've uh, gone to lyrically for uh, years, actually back to the very beginning of the band. Yeah. I mean, your band was started as plague bearer, if that's correct. Is that yep. right? Yep. Yeah, that is correct. Um, so, I mean, that's, you guys are the perfect band for this time. <laughs> yep. Here we come. Yes. Um, so how, uh, how did you handle, um, things like, like personally, like where, where, how did you stay sane? I mean, other than, yeah, you know, I'm assuming you guys probably practiced the whole time or did you guys take a break or you guys stay consistent with it? We rehearsed more or less consistently. Yeah. You know, when, when first went down, we didn't really, because yeah. You know, no one knows what's up. Um, but you know, it became pretty quickly evident that, you know, we're just going to make the decision to, that we were going to, you know, get together and rehearse and, you know, everyone's being, you know, taking reasonable precautions otherwise to keep from getting them getting sick. And, um, so then we pretty much, you know, more or less consistently than worked through the pandemic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, were unemployed for portions of the period. A lot of people just worked straight through as frontline or whatever their jobs were. And, uh, were you working your, your uh, regular full-time job the whole time or were you, you know, laid off or what was. No, I was, I was lucky in that I was able to, um, I've kept my job. Yeah. Um, the summer of 2020, uh, it's been a time, but- like you said been gotten really weird right um the summer of 2020 i was like at halftime but otherwise mm-hmm. i've pretty much been able to keep my uh keep my job and keep uh keep work going which is good so being that you know there's not there weren't at least for a long time it's it's interesting going back to shows i just saw obituary last week i was like this is so weird to be back at shows it was cool though it was it was it was a much needed treat, you know, but for the longest time, you know, 17, 16 months, at least here in the Pacific Northwest, there weren't any shows or weren't allowed to be shows for a long time. What did you do to, to fill your time um, that otherwise you would be out at, you know, watching these bands you love? Um, personally, uh, more mainly just like, you know, sitting at home and drinking and getting baked. There uh, you go. And uh, listening to music um, wasting time, uh, and, you know, band wise. And like we kind of talked about, just kind of kept working. Yeah. Took advantage of it actually. So we didn't have to be distracted by focusing on a live set or anything like that. So also, uh, some, some newer material that's actually completed and 
looking toward the future as well. So uh, a question I've been asking, you know, I've been been talking quite a few bands through uh, the pandemic and whatnot. That's actually been something that's kept me sane is, you know, just being able to have conversations like this and and try to, you know, um, stay busy myself. Um, But uh, one thing I've been asking is, um, you know, if, if you're having like a rough day through the pandemic, like a lot of us have had, you know, just whether it be mentally or just, you know, you're frustrated, what's an album that you can go to? It's just like a constant, like, okay, just pick it up. And that's just like a good one always to put you back in a good spot. Is there an album that you can think of? Maybe a couple? Um, I don't know. It's, I suppose it's kind of a little bit depends on the, you know, maybe the specific mood. Sure. Um, I mean, I can say most recently that, you know, pretty much all I've been listening to is Senjutsu. So that's can be made. Otherwise, you know, Sometimes if I'm just like, you know, full of rage, I'll go put on something like, you know, Antaeus blood libels or something that's just pure fucking murder. Yeah. And then, you know, once in a while, something sort of in between will be, will be good. But usually it's either something that's, you know, maybe something that's a little like left field and like more really, you know, chill but usually it's going to be something that's probably pretty harsh and you know is the you know kind of the equivalent of just grinding someone's head in i like it and and you can hear that from from the new drawn and quartered it's very harsh sounding at times like it's very and, and that's a that's a wonderful thing for drawn and quartered you know uh it's 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 not easy listening i'll tell you that much um <laughs> no no we actually though the um the sound of it is um probably our best yet yeah and quality of it um that crucier is able to help us get was just fantastic um so I, I'm, I'm curious about going back to you know so uh we've probably talked about this uh, we've had you in the studio before but i figured you know, it's, it's always nice to, to catch up and we could go over some of this stuff again, if you don't mind. Um, you know, you guys started, you know, from from Play Bear, you started Drawn and Quartered back in like going back to 1994. Is that right? Um, yeah, the, uh, Plague Bear, Kelly and I started working together in that band in 93. Okay. Yeah, I mean, pretty early on, kind of when bands around here were first starting to try and, you know, play heavy style so i know about you know like metal bands obviously throughout like you know obviously there's like the classic heavy metal bands and then there's bands like accused that were doing more like hardcore and thrash and stuff but in your opinion what was the first northwest death metal band <clears throat> that's gonna be hard for me to really answer because um you know, it's a term that I've used long before what the current death metal style. Sure. You know, not to put that in quotes necessarily, but, you know, the terms have been around for a while to just kind of describe this stuff that was more extreme than the norm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been around for a while. Uh, so, um, but let me think. I mean, I could just, you know, say some crap like it's us. Um, I mean, I don't think I don't know if you'd be wrong. That's why I'm asking. Well, I mean, you. I there wouldn't like be too you... many people that could that could call that, but yeah. 
just trying to think back. There were, you know, there were certainly some bands that were going just, you know, a little bit before us, but it's, it was really the time that, you know, so many of the bands, you know, the early death metal bands, you know, Infester, Blood Ritual, mm-hmm. um, the uh, couple other bands that were, you know, maybe didn't go quite as far and a couple other people, you know, ended up in bigger bands and, you know, so much of that was starting right then. Yeah. And, you know, everyone was like, you know, it's the kind of thing where, you know, everyone's a little bit influenced by each other Mm -hmm. and, you know, picks up ideas and here and there and everyone's like, you know, trying to show up everyone else just a little bit and, yeah. you know, it's cool. It's cool stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, even back into the, the late eighties, there were, there were bands playing some pretty, you know, intense stuff, but yeah, it's, you know, it is really, I guess about the, you know, the early nineties when metal vocals in general, took a turn for the, for the gurgly and yep. death metal, as we know, it was kind of born. I mean, that, that was a crazy time period, just like looking back and, you know, I, I was, I, I was not into that stuff as I was like six years old. So I cannot say oh. I was, I, I, I mean, I guess I was technically there, but I was not, you know, aware of the, you know, everything, but you know, you had labels as big as like Roadrunner and then, you know, even some major labels signing or at least distributing, you know, death metal, like legit death metal music. And it, it must have been a pretty yeah. wild time to be like um, to see all of that going on. And then each with with each album going more extreme and more extreme. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Morbid Angel Covenant was on a that was on a major label. Subsidiary. Yeah. And, you know, that didn't last, of course, but that's you know it actually got to that point and you know obviously that record is one that if any deserves you know that sort of profile that's certainly one yeah um but yeah it's you know it was all uh it was all new and shiny and you know so all the labels were like oh here's the next big thing and it's like yeah that was kind of the big thing right there exactly so, you know, it's got, uh, you know, kind of its, uh, what would I, how would I say, you know, like limitations for uh, the general public to appreciate it. You know, it's like a lot of people are just going to be turned off right away by. Totally. You know, hear, hear blast beats and going, what the fuck's that? That's garbage. Turn that off, you know. So it's like, there's, you know. I guess a little acquiring the taste and some people just aren't going to. Yeah. And I mean, okay. So like, you know, the mainstream will quote unquote dabble in that, you know, for a little while and it'll have its time in the sun, you know, obviously, but the metal will always, you know, be there. And, and I think it's funny that, um, I don't think it's funny. I think, I mean, for the, how do I say this? So the, there's like this general idea, like in the, in the like history books where they say that like metal died in the nineties because mm-hmm. of like glam metal died in the nineties or whatever. But, and they say that like there was only grunge and alternative, but if you look in a little bit below the surface, there's always been, you know, that underground dirty death metal. And then even on the mainstream, there were, 
even bands like Nevermore that were keeping, you know, Northwest metal alive as far mm-hmm. as like a little bit more on the, on the bigger scale. But um, so, so, you know, trends will come and go, but people like you, which I will say you're a lifer. I'll give you that. I'll, you're definitely a lifer. Yep. Um, what keeps you man? Like what, what's kept you, you know, motivated to keep just grinding it out in, in the underground with like, like very, niche but very beloved death metal fans what's kept you uh kept you going man well that um love from the fans is sure one of them yeah um you know and there was certainly a time you know more a little more to the point it was or to the question um you know there was certainly lots of years earlier on when there wasn't so much of that or you know there was here and there but it's you know we're so you know unknown or underground or whatever that it wasn't uh you know that definitely couldn't be a prime motivator um i don't know it's always just something that we've felt compelled to do you know to create to do this um you know i still love listening to it uh i love to play it uh i actually like find myself getting you know upset when we don't play for an extended period of time because it's just such an awesome outlet yeah um so um, we you know we have every intention of basically doing it until we're physically incapable of it i love it and then you just become a doom band right when you can't play fast enough you just slow it down and then you're just a doom band right yeah well it's uh you know you just maybe just have to get someone younger playing drums is what it but I come down to. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, it, it recently in the last, you know, at least five years or so, there's been like such a, a, a birth. Uh, and I would say even a rebirth of like old school sounding death metal here in the Pacific Northwest bands like oxygen destroyer, uh, fetid, cerebral rot, mm-hmm. um, mortiferum. Is it, does it surprise you to see like such a, you know, uh, a reemergence of this old school death metal stuff that, you know, a sound that you were around when it originally was a new thing. Does that surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me. I, I mean, I think it's great. All those bands are, you know, you mentioned they're fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, they're doing, you know, they do really great um, jobs of kind of, you know, keeping those styles alive and, you know, adding a little bit of their own life in them. And, um, yeah, I've seen a few of those bands. We played with a few of them. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the more, the better, honestly, anything that helps raise the profile of the bands around here is great. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, as far as the, um, you know, I guess the, the, the sounds coming back or whatever, um, you know, it's kind of the cycles, you know, the people listening to what was, you know, popular long ago and deciding I think long ago, right. Um, you know, but before, before now or whatever, looking to that for inspiration. Um, and you know, that's honestly great that anyone does something like that, you know, with the kind of, uh, you know, I guess I might say purity, um, that, that, that they're doing because now it's so easy 
it's just a click of a button to get to listen to pretty much anything that's ever been recorded and you know there isn't there isn't like it used to be when you you know were exposed to you know what your parents and your brothers and your friends listen to and yep. what you read about in the magazines and everything else it's it's completely different and so then there's more people that are inclined to take you know this and that and the other thing and put them together in some crazy new thing to yeah to make themselves feel like they're being creative and once in a while it turns out great, but more often, um, you know, at least to me, that kind of turns out like crap. Cause I'd just rather hear some killer, you know, killer death or evil black. Yeah. Of, you know, other stuff mixed with that. Uh, so, you know, being that, you know, you've been involved in this scene for 25 plus years, so even longer than that. Um, what, uh, the- what are some bands that you think, you know, and, and whether it be Pacific Northwest or just metal bands in general, and it doesn't have to be, you know, specifically one genre, but bands or albums that you can think of that maybe were overlooked or maybe, uh, you know, things that you go back to and you love, but didn't really get too much shine, whether it because they broke up or were just uh, didn't get that popular. Are there anything that come to mind? Well, there's a couple of things that, Couple, I guess, kind of random things that come to the front of my mind. Sure. One thing is uh, just in terms of things that kind of get missed or under the radar. Um, I was thinking earlier about um, band from Canada called Phobocosm. Never heard of them. They are being killer. They're like they're kind. Of, I'd say doom death, but they've got more death than you'd think of as doom. Okay. Maybe it's it's maybe a little bit similar to if it was a doomier drawn and quartered. Cool. Perhaps. Um they've got an album and a full and a uh, an album and an EP and they're both killer. I'd t- I'd tell anyone that loves, you know, killer old school death metal to check them out. Phobocosm. Nice. And then uh yeah, Phobocosm. And then I'd uh I was just thinking when you mentioned local, one thing that came that came right to mind, and it's not that they're like underrated, underrated, but um, culprit. Yeah, Guilt killer charged. Saw those guys tons of times when I was a kid. Yep, um, tells you all the way I'm. Uh, but yeah, they're awesome. I'm glad that there's been some people that have been uh, putting some putting their album back in print from time to time so that, you know, the new, the new generation that dig that, you know, early eighties heavy yes. can check it out. Um, there's a guy, uh, James beach, who's been, who put out a really cool book that was uh, called rusted metal. It was like a 900 page document of the Pacific Northwest metal scene throughout the, you know, the eighties and the early nineties. Have you seen that yet? I haven't seen the book. I've I've seen about it though. I'm, I want to check it out because that's like that. That sounds like my you know sounds like my growing up basically. I I was going to ask you, did you ever get to go to any of those metal fests over in in Bellevue, over at the skating rink, or anything like that with like Queensrÿche and and those kind of stuff bands? I did. That's actually one of the first first local things I got to go see was 
I don't remember exactly what it was called. It might've been, you know, they might've called it a Northwest metal fest or something. Yeah. It was, it had uh culprit. It had TKO. Um, it had uh myth Jeff Tate's band before Queensryche. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now you're uh, going back. Yeah. 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 I'm really, really aging myself here, but whatever. I like it. And, uh, the wild dogs from Portland. Yes. Also were on that, which was kind of a late addition for another band that canceled out. So that was, you know, obviously mind blowing for, yeah. you know, a teenager. And, uh, then I saw later, uh, like, uh, uh, actually, I guess I'm probably confusing names. The um, I think it was the also the Northwest Metal Fest, or this one was that was at the Moore Theater that Metal Church headlined. Nice, R.I.P. Mike Howe. What's that? I said R.I.P. Mike Howe. Yep, indeed, and R.I.P. Dave Wayne previously. So, uh, being that you know you you've gone through you know. Uh, all these old school, you know, metal fests and whatnot. I'm sure you've seen venues and, and all ages and, and 21 over, you know, spaces come and go, um, whether it be, you know, um, the Phoenix underground or the gorilla gardens, what are some, uh, what are some old uh, venues that you loved growing up? Some stuff that you wish uh, you could uh, go to a show to again. Um some obvious ones that come to mind are the Lake Union pub where all our first shows and all the first underground shows of that time were pretty much all of them. Um, the uh, Mountaineers or sometimes called the Norway center, which was mm -hmm. um, by like South West of Seattle center, kind of right down there by Elliot. And okay. that I saw slayer the first couple times as well as like um lots of other shows at the time like yeah. i don't uh, i don't remember all of them uh oh i think uh exciter exodus and megadeth was another killer one that was exodus and megadeth's first records so yeah got to see a lot of like that and my so my last old school question for you did you ever get to listen to Brain Pain on KCMU? Yes, I did. Awesome. Yep, I listened Shout to Brain to Pain Gilbert. a lot. There were uh, there were a uh, few years that a bunch of people um, would always get together and have basically a party. At um, it was actually uh, Bitter End, a band from the, the local band, their party house at the time, and there would yeah. be pain parties and. We would all get together and drink cheap crap and listen to brain pain. And we'd call in and tell them to play. And it was good times. I, I, I'm not trying to have any shade on, on any of the former metal shop hosts or anything, but from what I understand up until the point where Kevin and Steve started hosting, it wasn't too brutal. Is that right? Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much true. And then Kevin and Steve came on and they told me that their first song was uh, Slit Your Guts by Cryptopsy. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a solid cool. start. Exactly. So um, I I'm curious about uh, what have been some of your favorite Northwest metal bands uh, throughout the years? You know, um, whether any genre of metal, favorite Northwest bands? Well, 
there's definitely some killer ones. Let's see. Just kind of thinking through. We've got uh, Armorous from Victoria, BC from the late 80s. Fucking killer. Obviously, lots of newer stuff like mitochondrian thing and not along those lines old stuff like blasphemy etc yeah a little closer to home uh inquisition is an obvious one mm-hmm. always be a fan of thy infernal mm-hmm. portland a uh, much lesser known portland band from the time was Rathen, which had some some uh, former members of that band and okay did a couple of really sick demos of raging 90s blast beat black metal Man, I feel like your CD and record collection would just be epic as far as just all the Northwest stuff you've probably gathered throughout the years. I've got a pretty good assortment of shit. Nice, dude. I like it. Uh, uh, I'd be. I'd also be remiss if I didn't uh, name check forced entry, obviously. I was gifted a, a pin from Kathy Faulkner. She gave me a, a, a forced entry pin, and I was like, yes. I can't, you can't find any T-shirts. I got a record when KISW moved uh, studios years ago, um, like five years ago. They're, they were giving away pretty much all their old vinyl, and I got a freaking Damn. forced entry, Uncertain Future record. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. That was very awesome. Oh, yeah, and I shouldn't uh, I should not mention uh, Nevermore and Sanctuary as yes. well. R.I.P. World Dane. I feel like. Uh, yep. Yeah. Damn. Good friend of mine. Iconic voice. Yes, indeed. Unbelievable voice. So, again, I appreciate you taking the time to, to chat, Herb. Uh, I, I just have a couple more questions for you. Yeah. One kind of a goofy question, but if you could show us, but if not, it's fine. Tell us at least. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar. You know, I could do that. Okay. I'll have to take off my hoodie, which is not that big of a deal here, but this means I have to move around and all that. (laughs) So I've got this here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is pretty well healed. Yeah, but it's a little bit of a little bit that's up here, too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we could see that. Excellent. Um, The moral of the story there is uh, know your limits. And if you uh, are in a strain, a bathroom you're not familiar with at an after after party, um, you might want to make sure that there isn't an exposed hot water pipe um, just in case you lose your balance. <sighs> Let's say that. Uh, and you probably, I'm assuming, you know, at that point, if you're in an after after party, you're not in the best state of mind to be handling an emergency like that. I didn't even realize it was until Jesus. I got to work that next like Monday and someone there saw it and flipped out. It's like, what the hell did you do? I didn't, oh. you know. Brutal. How long ago was that? Years. That was. 30 years ago or something, probably. And at that point, you probably can't get stitches because it's, you know, already probably kind of healing. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, damn, dude. All right. Quite a story. So, uh, that's good, good, uh, you know, um, word to the wise. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll yep. make sure not yep. to do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Uh, okay, uh, so obviously things are, you know, kind of starting to open up with some restrictions and, so, and whatnot. Um, you guys have the album out now, Congregation Pestilence. Um, yep. Aside from the Northwest Terror Fest 2022, do you guys have any plans to, you know, what, do you guys have any plans other than that? Um, nothing definite. We've definitely got um, uh, aspirations to, you know, have a whole lot after that. Yeah. Um, we probably won't plan anything before that. Um, just so we can be fully ready for that show. Yeah. Uh, finishing up something, some other work that we're trying to get done right now. Um, and, uh, it will also be pretty awesome that, uh, we'll have a couple of local fests to book in the plague of death since the last show we played before was uh, the Hail Satan Santa show at the Highline in RIP December of 19. Yeah. RIP the Highline. God damn it. <laughs> this conversation is getting dark. I know. But uh, well, we look forward to that, obviously. So you can get your tickets to Northwest Terror Fest now, uh, 2022. You guys are going to be playing with everyone from Suffocation to Ludacra. So it's going to be awesome festival few days yeah so you probably better get your tickets now yeah it's gonna sell out that's gonna that's gonna sell out so definitely make sure to get that um and uh i think it'd be cool if we could play a song from the album do you uh do you want to pick a song from uh from the record congregation pestilence you want to you want to jump into one of them um why don't we play one that is uh a little bit of um Strange but killer to uh, Oblivion Pilgrimage. All right, here it is. Thanks a lot, man. And uh, again, Herb uh, from the band Drawn and Quartered, Congregation Pestilence, here on Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.